Look what you made me do. Look what I made for you. His name is Old Man. Old Man Wayne. I live by the car. I die by the phone. Old Man. Old Man Wayne. Old Man. I'm about to do something terrible. I feel like I'm losing brain cells listening to this argument. Oh, anyway, what do y'all what did y'all think of Loki? <laughs> I'm moving on. I'm I'm moving on. What y'all what y'all what y'all think about Loki? How did y'all enjoy the last um couple of episodes? Last one. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who could not enjoy those episodes loki is doing what some of the other more recent disney plus series hasn't done and that is making people not know what the hell happened i don't think anyone expected episode four to end like episode you're caught up right javi yeah yeah i don't think anyone expected episode four to end with with the timeline basically blowing up like like that. And then last episode, I was just enthralled by the journey they took us on and the character development that they took us on while also still moving the plot forward. And a lot of times with these shows, they do one or the other, right? They spend a whole episode on exposition, developing the character, making you want to know more about, you know, learn more about the character, but like the action or like the main overarching story takes like a side, like a step aside while they develop this character, or they have like a heavy action episode that moves the plot forward, but it's not really on development. They, in episode five, they were able to move the plot completely forward while also fully developing this Loki character in full and showing how he's come around like the complete change in that character in one episode. I thought it was fantastic. Bobby, what do yeah. You um, I'm, I've been enjoying it so far. Um, I think that as good as it is, it's really like highlighting a lot of the difficulties that the Disney MCU properties have been facing, at least some of them. Like you can't go from a WandaVision or a Loki and then have... <laughs> Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Like, like it, it, you have, you have, you have a, a series in Loki that's just amazing. Like it, 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 it pulls. It, it kind of like, it kind of, it, it, it pushes the boundaries. Like it really showcases the fantasticness of the Marvel universe and magic and 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 like really, really high level science fiction right and then you go to something that's supposed to be grounded in like a um secret invasion well as grounded as you can be with freaking alien shapeshifters right <laughs> and you feel like there's something lacking and i and 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 i think that's the biggest takeaway i'm getting from this is 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 essentially they need to figure out a way to to create a balance that makes sense between these types of properties and their more grounded stuff um, when we talk about the um, Echo trailer, I, I could go further into that. But um, other than that, um, I'm 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 curious. Whenever time travel, whenever you have anything to do with time travel, um, it 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 tends it can get confusing and a little um, you know, it, it can get a little confusing. And I think that that's happening with this. As good as it is, I think the actors and their performances are making up for that. But subject like just 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 looking at it as a um non-biased observer uh a lot of the time travel stuff is kind of clunky to me um it does make sense but it's a little confusing um that's it they could also tell better stories right like i'm not someone who hated winter soldier and yeah. i i didn't hate secret invasion but it wasn't the greatest but they could do. They could have done better. Now give them a little bit of a pass for Winter Soldier because COVID really affected that production. Like they had to shut down production in the middle of it for COVID. Then they had to change like storylines. And so there's like complete scene. Like there's like entire missing scenes and plot points of that show that they took out because of COVID. So like that, I give them a little bit of pass on. 
Secret Invasion, like most people, not most people, but a lot of people's favorite MCU movie was Winter Soldier, right? Like you hear that a lot throughout the first 10 years of Marvel. Like, oh, Winter Winter Soldier's still my favorite. It's still top three or whatever. Even as we got more fantastical, more like much larger stories in in talking about Infinity Stones, people still loved Winter Soldier because they told that grounded story fantastically, right? And so I think they can do that still. I just think they kind of, I think what happened was during COVID, and I let old man go, I think during COVID, we got, we had nothing to do. And so every, like all these YouTube pages and stuff like that blew up in 2020 because there was nothing to do. We had these Marvel shows come out and everyone got interested in them and everything happened, right? And so we got overwhelmed with content. And then I think that Marvel itself got overwhelmed with content and then they try and then they're connecting all the tv shows with the movies now it's not like ages of shield and so they're trying to do all this stuff and i think they just lost their way a little bit while also I, it was an article that came out a couple weeks ago that said they like they completely shaped up like they completely changed how they do marvel tv and how they were making six hour movies and breaking it down to six episodes as opposed to having a showrunner and having a television structure where you big tv shows that's built for tv audiences and for tv structure right and i think some of those six hour movie structures kind of let them down and i think going forward they're going to get back on track well, I, think, I think that's a good start one of the yeah. one of the other things that i want to say about like winter soldier i think one of the reasons why people enjoyed it as much as they did was because it was for all of its fantasy and action it was pretty simplistic like they didn't need to go over the top with um magic and things of that nature it was really just a really gritty uh it was a really gritty movie you know what i mean so i think that actually helped people enjoy it as much as they did and to your point when they made a six out um a six episode movie with falcon and the winter soldier it's not the platform for something like that like you know what i mean i don't think that i think one of the things one of the reasons i believe loki is as good as it is, and I can't remember remember, remember which one of y'all said this was the character development. Now, I was gonna, I was gonna have a difference of opinion with the last episode of Loki until you guys brought that out. Being able to see the characters in a in a different light and seeing how each of them perform in a different way, and then looking back and comparing them to the people that they were in the TVA, was dope. It was really dope. And then, again, to y'all's point, Loki's character development and looking back at who he was in the very first Thor movie and then again in the first Avengers, and they act which they, which they brought up in this season, which I thought was super cool. And then seeing him now, he's a completely different person. And another thing to note is I realize he doesn't really use his magic as much anymore, which I think is mm-hmm. great because now we're not getting spoiled with seeing it so often or getting tired of seeing him using a spell. They're relying on Tom Hiddleston being that dude and being maybe one of the three best MCU uh, combo representations that we've seen, which is so far what he's been. Uh, so overall, like all all they have to do is stick the landing, and I think they've done everything that they needed to do with this Loki project. And that that's but the scary even... part to me because I feel like their weakest point has been sticking the landing, right? And there's so much yes. going on in this show, um, so much. Even the names like Ouroboros, like him representing a snake eating its own tail, right? It's kind of representative of what's happening and you would think mm-hmm. that for you would think right that he would be um central or there'll be like a cliffhanger or something that revolves around his true identity like why would he have that name but given um given the history of these movies I'm, I'm just using him as an example but given the history of mcu on disney like those types of questions sometimes don't even get answered they kind of like oh well you can forget about that plot point, right? So I'm hoping that somehow we get um, an ending. Um, and it doesn't have to be a a, 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 a close-ended. Like, it doesn't have to be the, the end because, you know, I'm hoping for a season three. But at least a cliffhanger or some type of callback. So all the questions that have developed through the course of, like, this 
very complicated story storyline. Well, even in storyline, like uh, old man said about Loki not using his magic. In storyline, they explained that because the TVA had magic dampeners, right? So he's been in the TVA for an undisclosed amount of time because time doesn't move the same there. So who knows how long he's been there in the TVA not being able to use his magic. So he's had to like do things by talking to people and convincing people. And so he's gotten just like used to that of like, oh, like I can, I don't have to, like old Loki, when he went back in time, would have just cast a spell on Mobius and Ouroboros, Ob, just to tell them to like put in their mind everything that he saw. Right? He would just cast a spell. Oh, this is this is everything that happened. Now you remember. Let's go do this thing that I have to do. But new Loki like respects people's like mind. He like respects people, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna try to do this like the right way and convince you. And it's like all, even in storyline. Uh, they explained that. So I thought it was done really well. And we only got one episode left. And I, I think Old Man had this on the docket, not to steal his thunder, but like there's reports saying that like this final episode is very good, but it puts Marvel in a bind. <laughs> and mm. I know Old Man had that on the docket to talk talk about. So I'll tell Marvel you needs to be put Marvel needs to be put in a bind, right? Like I feel like y- you need constraints sometime to tell a compelling story. I think Marvel has had their way. Marvel and Disney have been so successful that they've really got, like, I I don't want to say lazy because I feel that's disrespectful to the people that work hard on these movies and properties, but I feel like they, they, they don't have a lot at stake. They, and they, they move that way. Right. I, I, I like 99% of what they produce, but even I would have to admit that there are some, real um not so bright spots recently Mm -hmm. when it comes to the mcu um and i'm hoping that they can get and and loki the loki property would be the best one to do that to kind of stuck them stick them to a narrative that's compelling and interesting right it kind of start start bringing all these 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 vast stories together right like let's 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 start making some sense like there's answers from thor love and thunder that we still haven't got um, there's questions that, from Thor Love and Thunder we still haven't got answers for, right? Like a whole bunch of movies that we're still waiting to see that ain't never what happened. they actually mean. I was gonna say that, I'm, but, that I, sort of thing. but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it all it 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 wasn't a waste, right? I'm hoping that like we can get something from it, and I'm hoping that Loki, if they, you know, I'm hoping Loki. I'm hearing things about the Marvels that may be introducing some stuff to the franchise that I'm hoping kind of like pushes them in a direction that 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 brings them back to what made us fall in love with Marvel movies and that's seeing things that we've never seen before and being excited about it. Well, let me also and um Brandon that, that was an um an excellent um segue. I don't think you were stealing my thunder, but you bring up a really good point about the um the article you sent to the group chat and um Javi, you all bring up the point that this putting Marvel in a bind may be a good thing. Um we've all seen how adversity can make or break something and right now it's almost like marvel needs to do something not groundbreaking but eye-catching you know what i mean i don't want to say viral because viral viral moments come and go but something that's captivating it can live on for a while like you know what i mean like the red wedding for example that wasn't just a viral moment that was a moment that got people who didn't watch game of thrones to watch game of thrones just hearing the name of that is something that's that uh it it brings in emotions in people like you know what i mean they remember the first time they saw that marvel hasn't had a moment like that in a very long time and this was something that we used to get in every movie there was that one moment where we were like oh you remember this oh you remember that and it was that you know what i mean while yeah, I... but the bind that they're being put in, though, uh, see, y'all are talking about like a positive bind, meaning like, hey, let's get you guys back on track and stay the course, like so that you can't like waver and do something that messes things up. The bind that I'm referring to is with Jonathan Majors. Like the article was talking about whatever no, but happens, that, but that's what I'm saying. Um, that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about it in a positive. Oh, way. I'm saying yeah, specifically what I... that like they need to do because they ha- they've been missing. Yeah the point in that like they've been missing that like you know what i mean 
let's say they do something that was good. Like, let's say this Loki premiere is just everything that he, we wanted. Now what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so the, what's that? The, the thing so, with majors, to, to piggy on that, is that generally I'm like, uh, I generally believe victims, but I'm also like, I'm waiting to see, particularly for like public figures. But mm-hmm. with this one, the problem here is it's so high profile. And on top of it, the reaction around him is not what you typically see in in this in these typical situations. Th- these actors don't usually get dropped by their firms. Like CAA is like the biggest agent uh, company in the world. They don't they don't drop people for charges, right? For just regular old charges. You know how many actors and athletes get get charged with some shit? Like that happens every that happens every day. That's nothing big to them. They dropped majors. They dropped him. They were like, I don't want to represent you anymore. Like, to me, and those are people that's designed to represent people who fuck up, right? Yes. That's that's what they do, is they represent people who fuck up. So the people who represent people who fuck up says, I don't want to represent you anymore. That tells me that even if, even if it's not this, there's something that's scaring these people off right from him right there's something that scared these people off to the point that it's becoming public knowledge that marvel is considering doing other things right and so what the article was saying was whatever happens in this finale it it puts them in a tough place on how they make a decision with majors right now my initial thought and i think old man i think old man's question and you can you can see the question up but my initial thought was Oh, just fucking Terrence Howard's this shit. Like, just Terrence, like, he's Kane. There's a thousand variants of him. Just Terrence Howard this shit. Get another I, black actor and Terrence Howard this shit. I, I agree. I agree 100%. Why the <laughs> fuck not? Like, why the fuck not? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, hmm. he's not Denzel Washington. He's not Meryl Streep. He's not like you know what I mean. He's not one of those people where it's like we can't do that. He's not Chadwick Boseman, like you know what I mean. Yeah, he's excellent, but he's not he's not irreplaceable. Is what exactly. You're yeah. So they and it's like again, like you said, there are like that's the beauty of introducing variants, and especially with Kang and Javi can kind of break this down a little bit better because of who he is and how he time travels and the infinite number of things he could be if there's an infinite number of kangs one of them could look like one of us like you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like he could do something like um javi was talking about the iron lad stuff mm-hmm. how how kang was iron lad he could do the same exact thing and the kang that we get could just be a younger version of jonathan majors you know what i mean they could still say he's kang but he's just like 18 year old kang who just happens to never age because of whatever the fuck. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, Javi, you are a Kang... <laughs> I was going to call you a Kang sympathizer. <laughs> but you're a fan of... um A Kang connoisseur. A Kang connoisseur. What, is, yeah. what are your thoughts on uh, what they're doing, and do you think they should move on from him, or do you think recasting might just be the best way to go about it? Oh, sorry about that. You're good. You're good. I, was, I was talking before... And I think I was on mute too. All right, my bad. Uh, I was like, damn. I guess I don't have nothing interesting to say. Um, so yeah, to the to that question. So I don't think can I don't think Jonathan Majors is like Denzel Washington, whatever, right? But he is a once he is a once in a generation talent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. His portrayal of King, I don't know if that's going. Like, I feel like. Um, the audience is still kind of getting introduced to King, um, given that he has multiple variants. Um, but I still think that Jonathan Majors has really put a stamp on that character. So replacing him, I don't think it's going to be that easy. I do think that it's going to be necessary if like the charges are come out to be what they are. Um, it would be responsible to keep him on. But um, unlike you... Brandon, like I'm hearing a lot of like, and and I think like I, I hate saying I'm hearing these things because nobody knows what's happening. But as much stuff, as much as um negative press as I'm getting, 
about him, I'm getting some positive press, right? Depends on who you ask, right? They're saying that the accuser lied, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, As far as, you know, the variant thing, like, whatever. Like, all that's cool. But if you can't have him in the role anymore, just replace him. You need Kang in a higher arcing Marvel um, storyline that involves time travel and multiple. Like, you need a Kang. You don't need a Jonathan Majors, but you need Kang. So I don't care how they do it. Even if it's, uh, oh, um, they Terrence Howard it in the next movie is a totally different actor and they don't they never mention again and, and they didn't just do it with him they did it with um the Hulk right mm-hmm. um, yeah, with the Hulk. Mm-hmm. yeah so uh, it, it, the audience I think the audience is smart enough people are gonna know this this trial this this case is high profile enough that if he is convicted of anything I think people are gonna assume that it's gonna be a different character playing that role so I don't even think there needs to be much thought into it the so biggest, Harvey, the, yeah. well I don't know if you read the article it sounds like you didn't which is fine because no, you're a busy person yeah I but this is but let me see if this changes your mind mm-hmm. so the article wait we changed my mind from what like I we, all right go ahead go ahead go ahead because I feel like so I don't want to be painted so, as no, no, no. Yeah. Look, let me finish. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not going. I'm not going to set you up, my boy. It's a article. <laughs> the article is is reporting, right? It's not an opinion article. is It's more of a reporting article, right? So they're talking about like what they they've talked to people in Marvel and they quoted people who work for for Marvel Studios in the article, and so with this, right? And so what the article is saying is internally what they're discussing is pivoting the main villain of this arc of the MCU from Kang, wrapping up Kang soon, and pivoting from Kang to Doom being the main villain, and introducing Doom sooner, and then having him replacing Kang as the overarching villain of this Secret Wars saga. Uh, I got the article. That, that, That actually makes sense. I didn't read the article. But that's what tends to happen. That that tends to happen a lot with Kang stories, right? One Doom some somehow tends to consistently play a part in his story. Um, both of them actually um, tend to act as foils, allies, even enemies at points to each other. So that does make sense. I think Doom is a much more compelling villain. I think he should be the high higher arcing villain because Kang typically. He isn't the major villain. He may come in um early on setting up um what's what's happening with the heroes and the villains, blah 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 blah. But he's never really he's not really motivated by evil or like world like conquering the world. Because if you follow Kang, Kang at the end at the end of the day, Kang's always gonna be the one that remains. Right? So for him it's all about a challenge, it's all about challenging himself. Uh, you know, exactly. So I think that from a narrative standpoint. Um, both from the movies and from somebody who reads the comic books, um, I think that makes sense. And I'm surprised. And again, this goes by our original point that constraints may actually um, create more compelling stories because if this wasn't the plan originally, I'm happy it is now because it makes way more sense when you think about um, who Kang is as a character and how he fits into the general Marvel universe. I agree. And then hold on, old man. One more thing, because I want you to comment on both. If they do Terrence Howard, Jonathan Majors, my suggestion is the most talented man in the history of Hollywood to replace him. Jamie Foxx. So moving on to um what's going on with Gen V. Gen V had probably <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> yo, wow. Yo. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you though. I mean, as far as acting chops, as far as far as acting chops, Jamie Foxx may be Yeah, I agree. Jamie Foxx He's the most talented man in the history of Hollywood. He uh, sings at a high level. He did stand up comedy. I'm I'm not at a high level. His stand up his stand up is kind of ass. Um but Eddie Murphy had a song. Eddie Murphy Uh, did have a song. He did have a song. It just wasn't good. It was fun. What? Yo, shut your mouth. 
It was, it was, it was <laughs> fun. Talk about that wasn't good. Yo, it was fun, but it wasn't good. That song was that song was doo doo juice. Rick James produced that joint, bro. They went in. Uh, they was they were so high uh, in that studio. Okay. Pharrell <laughs> <laughs> and Timbal had produced some doo doo juice too. <laughs> I guess you don't like to party all the time. All right. You just wanna, I don't. You just want to party sometimes. Okay. No, fine. I'm gonna be 41 tomorrow. The fuck I look like partying all the time. Damn, nigga, you old. I partied Saturday and couldn't drink on Sunday. <laughs> but no, nah, like I love Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, all jokes aside, Jamie Foxx is probably I I have a hard time debating Jamie Foxx being as talented as he is because he is that talented. Cause not only I don't think I don't really like Jamie Foxx's stand-up, but Jamie Foxx is funny as hell. Like the Foxhole show he used to do, he was fantastic. Like he was mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is hilarious. I love Jamie Foxx. He can sing. He can he can sing. He can perform. He can entertain. He can act. He's a he, like he's an award winning actor. I'm shocked. He can he do serious it. acting. He can do yes, funny can. acting. All yes, of he it. He can. And that um and people sleep on um that vampire movie he did a uh, vampire movie he did on Netflix. But that shit was dope. He can do character acting, which you need, mm-hmm. which is the key to Jonathan Majors, right? Is that he can play. He can do character acting. Mm-hmm. He can do. Kang, he could do Victor Timely. Like in order to play Kang the way the MCU is per as as portrayed him, mm-hmm. it could be anything, right? So you have to have somebody who can basically play characters. Yes, and um, I don't know anyone better than him. In terms of acting, I don't think he's the best actor, but I do really believe that he's the most talented person. And y'all are gonna laugh at me because they're kind of on the same level. I wouldn't be mad at Childish Gambino playing Kang. He may not have the yeah. Physical, I, I can see that. He may not have. No, the we need we need him for the Spider Verse though. If he maybe he may not be as physically like opposing as like Jonathan Majors or Jamie Foxx is, but in terms of acting, I think he would knock that fucking role out the park. Well, and he's already there, right? Isn't he Uncle Aaron? Yeah, he, and I'm saying he, yeah. Uh, they've said he's Uncle Aaron, but I don't know if they're going anywhere with it or if they kind of just dropped the hint. Oh, before I forget, before we get into Gen V. Insomnia Games announced that Miles Morales is their Spider-Man going forward. Oh yeah, okay. that makes sense based on the ending. Yep. And oh, I'm gonna give it a Brandon. I'm gonna give it another couple of weeks, but we're really gonna like we're really gonna break that down, like that that game down. Um, Hobby, if you get a chance, the story. To watch the, um, yeah, yeah. It it was it was super dope, and you could we'll get into it. Um, Gen V, I have been dying to talk about this. Hobby's been dying to talk about this. Gen V is fucking perfection. <laughs> well, it's a great I, show. Yes, it I, is. I, I, I got nothing else. It was perfect. It, it's better than the boys, in my opinion. It is. Miles. I, I said that after Miles. week one to, to <laughs> old man. <laughs> yep. And I and I and I said I think either I think the last two times we've talked about it, I've said yeah, like yeah, those mm-hmm. three words. Brandon was right. And it it's also I also wrote in an article that it's better Gen V in one season is better than anything the boys has done in the comic books as well. And I'm a huge fan yes. of the comic books. But Gen V, the creative team behind that put their fucking foot into that into the into the season. Like everything I think you're underselling it. I said on Twitter Gen V is the best live action X-Men we've ever gotten cuz that's what it was. It was it, an X-Men TV show. I can see that. I can I can honestly see that, and you know what? I'll take it a step further. The whoever um, the people running that show should be running the X Men. If you had a rated M New Mutants TV show, it would look oh, exactly like Gen V. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey Journey. Hey Journey. <laughs> so, talking about Gen V, like I can't the evolution of the characters, like from episode one to episode what it was it eight episodes. Um, the surprise mm-hmm. appearances that we got throughout, the fact that there are actual stakes to everything that happened, and that was the biggest part about it for me, is like they made it a point to let you know that Gen V was not just a throwaway up a throwaway show. Like it wasn't just like, oh hey, here's a spinoff and da da da. Like nah, they're, they're like this is connected to the boys' universe, and it's going to be that way. And I loved it. And I also, and if you're if you're a fan of the comic books and you read the comic books, you know what Butcher's about to go do. Like, but, I, yes, I think they're going to change up from the books, though. I don't love the books as much as you do. Like old man loves the boys, by the way. For anybody listening, like he loves the boys. I liked the boys, but I had a lot of issues with that book. But what? I think I, the show, 
and Gen V has corrected. Uh, and so, similar to Invincible, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, where they've made some changes to the story for the better. I think The Boys has done the same. I'm not sure that The Boys ends. I'm not sure The Boys goes on the same path. Boys TV show goes on the same path that the book went. Like, I'm not talking gonna, about specific things. I mean, like the larger story. The larger story, I think, no. I think that we're going to get the the ending with Butcher that we saw in the comic books. I wouldn't be shocked if <laughs> if Butcher, Butcher succeeds just to kind of throw a curveball into things. I think that would be interesting. Um, but it's more than just that. Because in the comic books, it wasn't the virus, it was a sound. And that same sound that they used in the comics is something they used in the in Gen V, mm-hmm. which which I still think is super dope. But um I hope that I'm wrong because like you said, the big things that they're doing to fit the platform has been has been right. Uh we're not getting excessive uses of the N-word. Like you know what I mean throughout that, <laughs> there. Um, but again, like it's an it was also an older book written in an older time. Like you know what I mean. So, I like it. Is also funny that the more I've read recently, and I've talked about my uh comic book counter journey as I've gone as for the last couple of years. The more I read, the lower the boys gets on my list. Like mm-hmm. it went from it went from being like top five to top seven to now like top 10 like you know what i mean the more i read the more i realize like it was still a good it's still a really good book it's still a master class in how to evolve characters but not necessarily change who they are you know what i mean like the story between the frenchman and the female is fantastic but what they're doing with the boys tv show miles above it same mm-hmm. kind of evolution same kind of growth but it's different, like you know what I mean. And French, Frenchie is, I think, one of the more underrated characters on that show. To be honest with you, like so how so old man and hobby. What did y'all think about Gen V though? Gen V perfection. It's it, it's probably it, when when it's all said and done, we do our reviews at the end of the year, like what we think the best is. Unless something happens with the Marvels, Gen V is going to be the best comic book, comic book project of the year. Sorry, guys, I had to get a bottle ready. No problem. You know, okay. Multitasking out here. Sorry, I missed. What's the question? So, what do you think about? What do you think about Gen V? Um, I thought it was great. Um, I missed what you guys said. Um, doing the baby duty. So, forgive me if I repeat anything that was said. Um, but I'm talking to you guys. I'm pretty sure we have the same feelings. Um, I think the main character was her name. Um, Marie. Marie. Yes, she needs to be protected. <laughs> you putting her on the um on the Miss on, on the Kamala Khan list? She's on the Kamala Khan list, man. Like she, <laughs> her performance is like she was just awesome. Um, I think that it's interesting, and this is why I like boys better than I like. I, that's why I like the show. Um, uh, the boys show better than I like the book. Same reason why Same. I like. Um, it's probably the same reason why I like Gen V. One, it's it it gives the soups more color, um, both literally and figuratively, right? Um, I think that instead of having every soup except for one or two being extremely evil, no redeeming qualities whatsoever, just nasty, sex-crazed animals, right? You're seeing some complexity in these characters, right? Especially um, with the youth. And I think that it's a real, it, it's a good, it's a good comparison um, the world of the soups with ours, I think they're continuing to do that kind of create create like parallels between our world, what's going on, and what's going on in the world of the soups, with the with the younger generation kind of um, doing their own thing, um, bucking tradition, bucking authority, like literal authority, but putting um, you know the boy spin on it. And one, where else can you see? an attempted date rape ending with somebody's dick getting exploded. Like it's awesome. Like, that was awesome. Yo, I was like, happy as I was just like, yo, you, you got what was coming to you. Yeah. And uh Marie, I think that she's going to end up being one of the most powerful soups out there. I mean she took I don't again we don't really know uh what's behind all this, but she took a direct 
laser beam from Homelander, and she seems pretty on face by it. Yep. Um, and also given the other implications of her her blood based powers. Also, we do know that. Um, and I'm going into speculation more than review here, but we do know that um, when there's a genetic connection, like say if a soup has a kid somehow, and that kid gets the um, gets V, they end up getting the same powers or similar powers to their parents or to their siblings. So I'm curious to see why Marie has the same power set as a senator there. So um, they probably use her. Uh, yeah, I would assume they probably use her DNA to make the. Um... The compound V that that their parents gave her. Yeah, well, I there's mean, some interesting things that they're doing here, right? So the show's called Gen V, which is like uh play on Gen X, which was mm-hmm. yeah. like the New Mutants. Essentially, not the New Mutants, but like the in the, in the '90s at the Gen X X Men. But you know, it was a horrible movie, by the way. I don't know if you've ever seen that old man, but wasn't a it movie. a show? It was what? a t- it was a made for TV movie. I think I remember uh, that X. years ago. I was a kid. The X Men movie in the nineties. The Dark oh. Ages. The Dark Ages of comic book properties. The only thing I remember from that is they tried. It was like one of the dudes walked in on on uh, Monet taking her shirt off, and like her back her back was Diesel, and that was about all I remember from it. Like that was they tried so hard. Oh, and then the horrible version of Banshee. I don't know what the fuck. I remember more about that that made for TV Fox bullshit than I should. That was. But- a big piece of shit. But anyway, go ahead. But this thing is like one, right? You know how you have Gen Z in real life, right? This is the first generation of soups who knows that their parents gave them V, right? So like yep. that's a big that's a big difference than any of the other soups we've ever seen before who thought they were created by God or you know just blessed with this thing, right? But these these soups know their parents did this shit to them, right? So that changes the perspective of the suits that is something that we have not seen before. The other thing is that each of these characters were given time to develop in a short series, right? In a short mm-hmm. series, I kind of have an understanding of each of these main characters. I know that the showrunner said that Gen V season one ties directly into the boys season four, which we well, saw. I, I- I got to interrupt you, Brandon, but I, I, I got to get this point across after you say that. And I think this is why this is going to be stronger than what we see from Marvel moving forward is that they are doing that leapfrog, right? So mm-hmm. instead of Gen V being an entirely separate show, almost, I mean, which, you know, different showrunners, different everything, it's an, it's a direct continuation from the boys to Gen V, which mm-hmm. I think is going like we haven't really seen that before i don't think um that i could think off the top of my head but bro we saw that in the beginning with agents of shield when but that, Sam that lasted that up. lasted like two seasons <laughs> yeah that lasted it was like two that ain't seasons. gonna work <laughs> and they said fuck that shit but no not only did the showrunner say that so he i watched the interview with him not only did he say that gen v died this was before the last episode i watched the interview he said that gen v the ending of gen v will tie immediately into the beginning of the season four of the boys, which it did, which we all saw. Mm-hmm. But he also said the end of season four of the boys will time will uh lead immediately into season two of Gen V. Okay. So we have something to look forward to at the end of season four affecting Gen V. So tying those two things together, I think was a brilliant idea. I gotta say, uh Kate was a better Dark Phoenix than I ever saw in the Fox movies. <laughs> she was a better Dark Phoenix than I ever saw. Oh. Like her power, like her power went, she stopped taking them pills. Her power went through the roof. She went crazy. She yeah. That was the better Dark Phoenix than yeah. Sophie Turner ever did. I don't think Sophie Turner's a bad actress. I think she got put into some bullshit <laughs> in those in those X-Men movies. I but, thought she did as good as she could with the material that was given. Yeah, I thought Kate was a better the one thing I you thought... can't say about X-Men movies or comic book movies in general recently in past like 10 15 years they're not they're not they're not poorly cast no they're not poorly cast but they did this thing right if you look if you pay attention to all the characters that we saw they're almost all like x-men type powers like we saw a nightcrawler type character in the last scene all the way down to the episode like running running on like all fours what i thought running on all fours we saw a cyclops character shooting laser beams out of the eye 
obviously we have Kate, we have Magneto type character with Andre. Like we like they they basically said we're doing the fucking X Men better than you all have ever done them. Fox and and to me as an X Men mark, this just made my heart warm so much. No, I don't want to see rated R X Men. I don't. I don't want to see that. I don't need to see rated R X Men. But this was great X Men to me. This yeah. was this was what those stories are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So and it was it was rated it. R, but it wasn't gratu- gratuitous for no point. Like it wasn't just yes. like you know what I mean. Like I wasn't I wasn't like squinting right through the blood. It it, it all made sense. It, everything like it was perfectly done. I can't I cannot for the life of me think of anything that was like poorly executed in that show. Neither can I. Oh man, you said you hated Sam. Why'd you hate Sam? <laughs> I didn't hate the character. I just hated they did what they were supposed to do. Sam went from a sympathetic character to someone who definitely earned his place on the seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that like that's really the that's really the only way I can put it. Like he's become exactly what and what's funny about it is it's like I couldn't when I was watching this, I was going, I felt bad because and another reason I felt that way is because Emma is my favorite character on the show. So watching Sam do her like that was just it like it hurt. I was like, fuck. But then when it got to it, he goes, take those emotions away. Cause you could tell he felt bad about what he did, but he felt that he needed to do it. You know what I mean? Like, so I get it. And again, the showrunners and the creative team behind that knew what they were doing. They executed everything flawlessly and I don't have I don't have anything else to say. Uh, before we move on, Javi, you said your favorite character is Marie. I'm going Emma. Brandon, do you have a favorite character on the show? Uh, yeah, it was Kate. I thought her story was fantastic. I thought that her development made sense. Like how she turned. It wasn't just like oh she just turned bad. I was like no, this made sense why she would behave this way. And why she would come to this conclusion after everything that's happened to her. Um, and I'm curious because at the end of the episode, they showed, I thought the ending of the show was intriguing, but I thought it happened really fast. Like I thought it like did. the last, like I thought it just like was really, they wrapped it up a little too fast, but they showed the news report of like um, Sam and Kate being the new guardians of Godokin, right? Mm-hmm. And so that Kate got her, arm blew off by Marie. And so we've only ever seen Kate make people do shit with one hand, but I think they are alluding to that she can make people do shit without touching them. That yeah. She's way more it, powerful, way more yeah. powerful than she, mm-hmm. she's she knows, yeah. yeah. So I'm interested to see like what happens with her, but I wanted to ask y'all this before we moved on. What do y'all think about the actual ending of like them in that fucking room? together like where are they what's going on with that that's a, that's a good question bro it's either Vought or it's the CIA I, I think mean... they're in the same place wherever they put um I almost called him Winter Soldier <laughs> wherever they put Soldier Boy I think they're in the same place I think they're in that place that Marie didn't want to go to Oh, remember the beginning of the show? She's yeah. like, I, if you uh, if you're an adult soup and you don't do this, they send you to this place and they show the video of like this this girl, this woman yeah. like being dragged away in like the first episode. Yeah. I think that's where they're at. But we have that was in the boys' comic books. They mentioned it at least, but we haven't seen it at all in the in the TV universe. I think it's but about the, time I do another boys' run. I think I think they're in government. I think they're in government custody. But they put them all in there together, which is interesting to me. That's what I'm saying. Like I think that it's they're not in prison. They're not being in prison because they wouldn't be all together, right? They were they're not tied up. It doesn't look all dirty, right? It doesn't have the same color scheme as like the forest or those other places with like the stainless Who, steel um, everywhere. So, maybe was it is it Mallory? Mallory, um, that's what yeah. She yeah, works with the CIA. Yep. Yeah, I think I think you're on to something, Javi. I think like Grace Mallory, because I remember in episode Seven, she mentioned like you know keep an eye on on this mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean so that would that would honestly make the most sense that's that's a damn good point Javi. Also, not gonna lie, I got a weird thing for Ashley. I don't know what it is. Which one's Ashley? 
the one that's in charge of Vought now. Yeah, bro. I feel you. That's because she's a freak. I don't freak. know what that's it is. Yeah. Something nice. about her. Because she's so freak. Nah, it's, 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 Brandon's like me, yo. You, you love rusting bitch face, right? You love just something about her. I don't know what it is. She's just mean, bro. <laughs> Be mean to me. <laughs> I don't know what it was about her, but she had that whole suit on. She was, I was like, look at Ashley. She's, she's fire, bro. Uh, and she stopped ripping her hair off out clearly. So, you know. no, it's a wig. Oh, it's a, oh, <laughs> a fucking wig. Boo. Um, question for you, uh, Brandon, because you didn't answer this question last week. You and you were the one who brought it to the table. Uh, Gail Simone asked three Marvel villains that you'd go on a date with, and um, you didn't get a chance to answer this question. So before we get into what we're ro- watching and reading, who are your three? Oh no, what were y'all three first? Did y'all oh, answer? Listen to the show and find out. I gotta listen to the show. I don't remember my three was, but you should know one of them. <laughs> I re- I remember Javi's. Javi's was um. Emma Frost. Emma Frost, definitely. Yeah, actually, hold on. I actually have them. I have them up here, actually. Uh, yours were Emma Frost, Yelena Belova from the MCU, yes. and Agatha Harkness from the MCU. Yes. Oh, yes. Agatha from the MCU. There's something about her too. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with Mystique, Hella, and Wilson Fisk. <laughs> Wilson Fisk. <laughs> that dude knows all the hot spots in fucking New York. You kidding me? No, I was telling. I-, I was telling Javi like he's probably one of those dudes who has like. Naked like models with like sushi on them. So I yeah, mean, he did full typhoid Mary. Who are your three? He's gonna crop dust you and you're gonna die, bro. Uh, number one is Black Cat. She knows all the spots in New That's York. That's true, and she's oozes sexuality. Uh, number two is Mystique because she can get me in anywhere, like anywhere we want to go, we can get in. Um. So those were my two. I was having trouble with a third one. I was thinking. <laughs> I was think I was thinking about Scarlet Witch, but I was like, she's kind of crazy. I don't think I want to do that. If I give her her bad side, uh, it'll be really bad for me, and not just killing me. Like it'd be really bad for me. But but um, yeah, you pick Mystique. Yeah, I know. I was I wasn't gonna. So you want to hear something funny, Brandon? No, but Mystique is not as powerful. Scarlet Witch could torture me in so many different ways. But I'm that's, not but that's the thing. But that's yeah, the thing. True. She's not. That's the thing. They're not allowed to harm you. Oh, that's right. That was on there. They're not allowed to harm me. So it would probably be Scarlet Witch. But a a OLI or outside looking in would be Madeline Pryor. Oh yeah, yeah. Love Maddie, and we can so, go on a date in Limbo. See that was the re- that same thing I said with Hella. Like you can go through the ten rounds, man. I'd be fucking dope. Um, I was gonna damn say- it. I want to replace somebody now. So I was gonna say I'll get to hold. On, let me get this out, Hobby, because otherwise I'll forget. I was gonna say Carla Sofin Moonstone, but like just because she can't physically harm you, don't mean she would make me want to fucking kill myself. Considering how fucked up she is. Yo, like facts. that that bitch is no like she is one of the she's probably the most manipulative character in Marvel Comics history. She is just mm-hmm. awful. Uh, if, if we got anybody coming off the bench for me, it's definitely going to be magic because the date is a villain. Huh? Is that a villain? Oh, it has to be villains. Mm. Yeah, there's a villain. Damn it. I mean, if you want to count racist uh, magic from um, New Mutants. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, when she gets upset, she's kind of villainish. Oh, man. Electra, would you do that? Is she a villain? She not really. She not was, really. I mean, she started as a villain. Eh. True. I mean, Abigail Brand. Oh God, here we go with this shit. Oh no, <laughs> I love her so <laughs> much. I don't know how she's not in your starting roster. I don't know how your your list was an Emma Frost, Abigail Brand, and then a hybrid of Abigail Brand and Emma Frost. I don't know how old man didn't say Titania. Mm. That's right up his speed. Nah. Nah, I didn't. I didn't think about it for a second, but my top three, nah, 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 nah. not my top three. But but yeah, Yo, can the, the Stepford Cuckoos be? Can the Stepford Cuck- Can we include the Stepford Cuckoos as one? They're not villains. Damn, their mama is. The Stepford Cuckoos are definitely villains. They're, They're not villains. 
They are villains. In what world? I know one of them was a villain. They're every bit of villain as Emma was. Exactly. No, they were not. Yes, they were. They one I'm of them was. Honest. One of them was really. One of them was fucked up. But as a whole, no. One out of five isn't isn't a villain. Was it? Was it? Um, Esma. Was that? Was she the really evil one? Was it Sophie? I can't remember. One of them was super evil. All right, um, Brandon. What are you? What are you reading? What are you watching? Um, I'm reading Ultimate Universe, <coughs> and I'm in. I'm very in on it. Um, it it made me care about this new universe, which I did not think I would want to. I would care. And by the way, I don't know if you read it, old man, but at the end of the book. After like after the story, like when they're showing like uh what's upcoming for that universe. Yeah, they I did. showed like Ultimate X-Men mm-hmm. and the art looked weird. Did you see that? It looks weird, but I'm wondering if it'll work with what they're going for. You know what I mean? It did look I don't weird. Know. It looked weird. I was like, what is this? This looks weird. Uh but no, this story is I mean, I love anything, almost anything Jonathan Hickman does. I, you got me. He built this universe up. I'm very interested in how these characters are. I was listening to a different podcast and I thought this was interesting because they were, they like Hickman as well, but they were talking about um, Hickman's Spider-Man book coming up. And they, and the question came up on that podcast was, are you, would you have liked it if the new ultimate Spider-Man had the backstory of Spider-Man from the video game? Like if they took that story and then turned it into like the new Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, because I don't know if Javi or if your old man saw it, but I, I don't usually look at solicits, but I did see the solicits for the ultimate the new ultimate Spider-Man. They got Peter out here with a whole ass beard, a whole ass scruffy Charles on the Krakoa looking beard. That's not married, even that part of it. Yeah, married with, with two kids. kids. That's the story they're telling with this Ultimate Spider-Man, which I'm I'm very interested in. But Javi, once you if you watch the YouTube of of the Spider-Man thing, if you see this story they told in this, in this game, it's fucking incredible. Like I would love to see a comic book universe version of that where you can actually get in the deep into those stories because man, they said Well, they do of- have a comic book series that's based on the video game. They do. Um Oh, they do? Yeah, they do. I don't, I doubt it's caught up to where it is now, but I've heard good things. I just, bro, I just can't get it. I can't play games like that anymore. So I'm gonna have to YouTube it or something. Like, yeah, just YouTube it. If YouTube like, if you can't get yeah, it, YouTube, it's already out there. Yeah, it's already on YouTube. So yeah, just YouTube it. It's but the story, it's fantastic. It might be the best Spider-Man story we've ever seen. Honestly, wow, that's. I'm still I'm still going J. Michael Wow. Wow. Oh, it's better than that. Come All right. This this might be this might be the first Spider-Man game I play on the PC when it when it's released. Javi, what are you reading? What are you watching? Um, I'm reading Doctor Strange, which has been Doctor Strange has been flexing lately. Um, he's currently fighting himself, the version of himself. I don't I don't know if you remember. Uh, he would he went to war for the Vashanti for like over a thousand years, and you never really knew what happened, um, because they wiped his memory of that whole time and brought him back to his current timeline. But he's currently fighting the version of himself that has those thousand plus years of battle experience and is an absolute monster. So yeah, Doctor Strange is flexing, and it's always good to see Doctor Strange flex because. He is, you know, one of those characters that if he decides to, he could probably beat anybody he wants. Um, so it's fun to see that. And what am I watching? So, you know, just finished Gen V. We talked about that. Um, and I'm still watching Dragon Ball Z Kai. Um, both me and the wife are watching it. I'm introducing her to Dragon Ball. If you're married to a nerd, you know, you tend to have these little moments where your nerd spouse introduces you to something that they loved as a kid. And if you like Dragon Ball, um, if you're, you know, in your late 30s, early 40s, and, you know, you watch Dragon Ball 
like I did back in the day. Um, Dragon Ball Kai is essentially that, but it takes out all the 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 filler. It's a lot more concise, and it's a good way to introduce people to that. Um, so yeah, I didn't get to say what I was watching. By the way, oh, old man. Oh, my bad, dog. What'd I didn't watch? get to say it. Uh, I'm only watching Loki and, and New and uh, Gen V, but we already talked about that. So I wanted to talk to you about. There's a show on Apple TV Plus called Silo that I think anybody should watch, whether you're a nerd or not. If you're a nerd, you'll love it. If you're a sci-fi nerd, you'll love it. And if you just like a great story with some mystery, you'll love it. Um, but it's essentially about, and it's only only season one so far, so it doesn't take you a lot to catch up. But it's essentially like this place in the future where something happened on Earth that requires everyone to live in these underground silos, in this underground silo. And so the silo is like 150 stories down and each level, and they, and they separate people on different levels. So like the people on the lowest level, like are the lower class people. And then you have the middle class people and then the people at the top are the high, like, and it's like this real interesting story about like, why did they end up there? Why can't anybody go outside? What happens when you go outside? And like, what what is this whole thing around it? And it's fucking fantastic. It's based, apparently it's based on a book that I didn't read, but I watched the entire first season, and by the by, like episode two, I was into it. But episode five, I was literally setting alarms on my phone to watch it as soon as Apple released it, so that I could see it immediately. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. So go watch Silo. Well, it's got, I'm looking at the cast, and it's got Rashida Jones, so I'm all in. And I love the dude, um, David uh, Oyelowo. I'm pretty sure I butchered his name, but they've got some people on this cast that I actually really enjoy, so I'm, I'll check it out. And as we talked about um, previously, Apple TV may have the best streaming service out right now. Oh, yeah, 100%. This and they started off slow, too, and that's the thing I like about it. Like It was like a little couple things here, a couple things there, then Ted Lasso dropped, and after that, it was like nothing but momentum. I will say this invasion on Apple TV, in my opinion, is trash. But I haven't invasion. watched it. Everybody tells me it's trash, but I'm like, love sci fi. Nah, trash bro. It's not, uh, bro. It's okay. not good. It's not you good. You watched Foundation, though, right, Javi? I love Foundation. Yeah. Did you watch the last season of Foundation? I was season? trying to I was trying to get on y'all podcast, but you was like, nah. Oh, that's me. right. Oh, no. We didn't do Foundation. We never did it. All right. What did y'all do? We did Silo. Oh, okay, okay. Is the foundation fucking great? Foundation this last season was unbelievable. All right, I'm switching minds. F that F Dragon Ball Kai, yo. Foundation. <laughs> yo, it's done. It's it the season um completed a couple of yeah. months ago. But it's it's that and um um what's the one with the Ros- Rosinante? Um oh um expanse. That and expanse, those two yes. shows may be the best combined to be the best sci-fi ever 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 right in two different ways um uh foundation it's based on isaac asimov's famous like series of books right and honestly it's probably the driest most dense sci-fi you'll ever read i do not (laughs) suggest it Right. But what they did by turning that into a show that's compelling, exciting, it, it each season, you're probably each season so far has um the time between each season is over a century or so, right? Yeah. So you're getting years. new characters, new plots, and there's there's just these 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 things that connect each moment in time, characters that connect each moment in time. And it's so fucking good, bro. I cannot give it I cannot give it a higher recommendation and season one was good but it had yeah. some issues like it had it had some pacing issues to me mm-hmm. uh but season two was like i always say my favorite season of television and like sci-fi television my say or like you know that type of genre of all time was season four of agents of shield mm-hmm. when they told three different stories with mm-hmm. ghost rider lmds and uh, that's a good uh, show all and wrapped it all up into one. Like that's like mm-hmm. my favorite season. But this season two of Foundation was something to watch. Like yeah. it was, like that. I'm, like it was something to watch. Like I don't know. 
Apple character like, development. Always, every like, character, like you, you, you can empathize. You can find. You can find. I don't care what kind of personality type you have. I don't care what kind of characters you like. You're gonna find a character or a story plot that you can empathize with and and thoroughly enjoy in that. Show. And it's very black and brown. Yep. Yep. No black, black and brown. Yeah. Yep. Nuance. Very like black crazy. and brown. Yeah. I don't mean being asked, but I gotta I gotta wrap it up because I gotta I gotta work tonight. This happens um, when we talk. This is what happens when we talk foundation. I keep telling y'all do your own fucking show. Y'all don't want to listen to me. Uh, <laughs> y'all don't need me. Um, I'm reading a couple of things. I'm reading. Uh, I always first, need you, old man. No, you don't. Um, I'm first off. I get to something new. Captain Marvel by Alyssa Wong. I'm a little Alyssa Wong fan ever since they did uh, Deadpool. Uh, I'm gonna go back and start reading their um, Doctor Afra from issue one. But um, I'm a, oh, I'm, a I'm a yeah I'm a decent Captain Marvel fan. Like I enjoy her, I enjoy Captain Marvel more and more. The more I read her as time goes on, I'm enjoying her. But you add Alyssa Wong to this, and I'm all in. Um, but I'm also reading and something to throw back. I'm reading Sex Criminals. It's the, the premise of this is great. Uh, these two people, whenever they have sex, um, excuse me, whenever they come, they freeze time. And they decide to rob a bank to save a library, and then shenanigans ensue. And one of my favorite parts about this is there's a woman on the show called Kegel Face. Okay, because <laughs> she literally can freeze time by doing kegels, and it is fucking hilarious. Uh, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching Seinfeld. I'm going through it from season one all the way up. I'm on season four now. I think Jerry and George are writing the sitcom. So that's where I'm at with that now. It's excellent, right? Seinfeld's great, right? So I, I it's I liked it. I always liked it, but watching it now with older eyes, I have a more appreciation for it. And all of them are the worst people in the fucking yes. world. They are yes. terrible, terrible. All of them. All of them are terrible. Kramer You're coming up on the prime too. Season four, five, and six are are the best seasons of Seinfeld. Yo, like bar I none. Can't... I cannot believe how terrible these people are. <laughs> the crazy That's why part I about don't it, even I like her. I, I remember I, I, as a kid. I remember as a kid, people complaining at some point that there weren't enough black people on Seinfeld, and watching it as an adult, and I'm like, "Yo, these people would not have one black friend." No, it was, it was funny. <laughs> they do have some black friends. They have some was, black acquaintances. Yeah, but they would have had. Nah, they ain't the type of group. Yeah. They, <laughs> Black people ain't hanging out with them. What about you haven't fa- met Jackie Childs yet, have you, old man? I don't think so. No, One of you my favorite met moments, <laughs> and I remember seeing this moment as a kid. Elaine was dating someone she thought was black, and the dude was dating Elaine because he thought she was like Mediterranean, and they were both disappointed. And they were like, "You want to go to the Gap?" And I fucking lost it. <laughs> um, but they, I, you know, I tried watching Curb. I got through. I. I couldn't even finish episode one. I was like, yo, this is boring. No, you got an episode. I mean, the first, I mean, it's a pilot. So pilots are generally like that. But it it's like it's very much like Seinfeld, except they don't have any rules of network television. So they can te- they can do more it like HBO type things in the stories. Yeah. Um so and he gets a cat and then when the, like after the first season is a little bit tough. Season two through now is fantastic. But yeah. Once you get to season six or five, when they bring in JB Smooth, it takes like that's when the show really blew up with everyone. Like white people, I'm gonna hate to say it, I loved the show from the beginning because I love Seinfeld, but white people were really the main ones watching the show in the beginning. It was it's still great, but it had that Seinfeld thing where it wasn't that many black people. Yeah. And then they brought in JB Smooth and Vivica Fox and the aunt from Jamie Fox uh onto the show. And Wanda Sykes, well, Wanda Sykes is on there early, but and and then you started incorporating all these different types of people in the show, and that's when the show really took off uh, from there. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give that a chance next, and maybe I'll just start with season two because I've seen clips of like that show and I love it. Like, what was it, Larry David? There was one thing. There was somebody walking by, and they said you should smile, and he turned around and goes, "Don't tell me what to do." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does crazy <laughs> stuff. He dated a woman. He dated a woman who was in a wheelchair so that he could get handicapped spots everywhere he went. 
God, he's so he didn't have to worry about parking in L.A. He could just park in a handicapped spot, and every time he would show up to a restaurant with her, they would give her the give him the best seat in the restaurant because he was with a woman in a wheelchair. Uh, <laughs> like it's know, so crazy. You know, and I know Mora from uh, Shit's Creeks in it at one point too, and I love her. I didn't realize she did the voice for uh, for what's her name in A Nightmare Before Christmas, but we're getting off topic. Uh, this has been the Old Man Wade Show. I want to thank Brandon Norton and Super Bowl Harvey for doing this. Brandon, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm not on there that much anymore, though. At that cool black nerd, be okay. Uh, and I'm doing a podcast with my homegirl Chanel called uh, "We Was Whatever It Is." I don't know. I don't know what we're <laughs> watching now because we haven't done it in a couple weeks. Um, I think we're about to watch Invincible, so it's probably going to be called "We Was Invincible." I like the name, but that's just dope. I like the just the name. We we are we was invincible. It's just fucking dope in general. Uh, Super Bowl, where can they find you? Well, first, I'm surprised y'all Wokies are still on Elon Musk's X, formerly known as Twitter, but you know, whatever. Wokies. Um, you can find me, I don't know, in my crib holding my baby. I'm about to change her diaper, so yeah, that's where you can find me now. But, um, you know, be rebel media on Instagram, um, all over the place. I'm boring. Find me at old man Wade Com on social media. O-L-D-M-A-N-W-A-D-E-C-O-M Follow me, find me there The word of the day is Go fuck yourself, Javi <laughs> Be excellent to each other Peace Fall Black Fall Black Fall Black Fall Black Nerd Fall Black Fall Black Fall Black Damn it, Wade